Hi, this is Anna from Indiana, and you're listening to An Apotheosis of a Bombast. Hello everyone, and welcome once again to An Apotheosis of a Bombast. This is episode number 32. Hurrah, hurrah. We seem to be putting out the episodes. I don't know what to say there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, welcome. Uh, My name is Ultimate Manus, and joining me today is Scott Koppelman. We don't have any guest producers today, which is a bit of a shame. No, no, but we'll work to keep it as efficient as possible. Yeah, we'll. There will be no impressions. We'll mosey on through. (laughs) Now, before we start, hang on. Let me send you this picture. All right. Come to me picture. Now, I seem to have a very unhealthy... What would you say? An unhealthy liking for old people mobiles, don't I? Which is rather disturbing at times, I think. But I was um, driving along the road a couple of weeks ago, and I saw this hanging outside one of the buildings... And I thought, oh, I've got to take a picture of that. Just for no reason at all. It's a mobility shop. And I saw it, and I went past the shop. I thought, no, I've got to take a picture of that. So I spun around, and I pulled up. Pulled up right outside this shop. Got my camera out, and uh, the guy who owned the shop, he was looking outside as if I was perusing the the goods that were on offer there. Yep. Looking, looking for my granny or someone like that, maybe. But I was looking around and I got my phone out and he's what's what's that guy doing? What's that guy doing? Giving me all weird looks. And I managed to grab a picture, then I legged it back to the van, I jumped in the van, zoom, sped off. But there was no way I could not take a picture of this. Alright, it's downloaded. Let me take a look. And it is It's one of the greatest things ever, ever built. It's like a... Is it a two-person? What's that? It's the red, the red one, right? It's two-person, right? Yeah, it's a tandem mobility scooter. How brilliant is that? <laughs> so, That's the greatest thing ever. So you have your driver. It's for the, the rich, less abled, who need uh, their chauffeur to be able to take them around. Well, it's for the Mac Daddy who wants to take his bitch around on his, in, in tandem. You know what it reminds? It reminds me of those uh, limousines they make, where they take a like a Hummer or something else, just cut it in half and extend it. Yeah, it's got that look to it. Yeah, it's literally like a um, extended car, isn't it? It's it's very much like a cut and shut. (laughs) You wouldn't really get away with doing on a normal car, but someone has just basically extended it by another three three foot and put another seat in there and then sprayed it all up, and it's and it. A two-seater tandem mobility scooter. And I think it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Anything that my eyes have witnessed. It's brilliant. I, I can't imagine how that could be safe either. It's just kind of like a, a single chair <laughs> sitting on a post. You know, the, the one in the back is your traditional chair. It's like mounted to the, yeah. the whole frame. This one looks like if you took a turn too quick... I'd love right to see two guys out on that. You'd, you'd obviously have to be the driver, though, wouldn't you? You couldn't yeah. sit at the back. <laughs> it's, it just reminds me of, like, a rickshaw. Yeah. But I I couldn't not take a picture of that, so I'm very proud of my camera for actually <laughs> snapping it there and then. It's a nice picture, nice sharp picture. <laughs> Do you remember the original Herbie movie? The old Love Bug movie where... Um, Herbie ended up being cut in half and they weld it back together but during the course of the race spoiler alert toward the end of the race it, it's coming apart and, yeah uh, yeah I do yeah it's stre- that's what it reminds me of it's got that same kind of look to it and his arse overtakes his front yeah <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Herbie for years yeah but it reminds me also of um, you know the things that make a school bus tough to drive as opposed to a car yeah, I mean it's just it's large. You can't take a turn so sharp. You know it doesn't have the abundance of wheels, extra wheels that like a, a semi or a, 
a bus would have. No, it looks like it, if you get some hefty guys on there, it could bend in the middle. And the wheelbase on it is, is bigger than a London taxi. It's huge. Yeah, I think it would tip on a turn, especially with such a high center of gravity. Because yeah. you're not exactly down at wheel height. You're If you sit in the chair, you're still probably about five or six feet high. No, I'm really proud of that. So that's, that's another conquest. That's another one to add to the collection. Yeah, I'm just well, going through these. Show notes, definitely. Yeah. I just, I just see these things. I'm wondering, I, I will end up in one of these one day. Yeah, it's your destiny. Yeah. Especially now I'm taking poxy pictures of them. What's the matter with me? <laughs> but I, I couldn't not resist taking that. When you're older, the kids will dig through some of your your old bits of information and old photos and such, and they'll be like, you know, Dad always wanted one of these. Well, let's get him one. They might dig through and find a load of pictures of these mobility scooters and go, why has Dad got mobility scooter porn? <laughs> he was having an affair with an old lady. <laughs> well, I wonder if anyone's ever been too embarrassed to get in there. Like, I'm, it's bad enough i got to ride in one of these things. I'm not going to sit in the back seat. Yeah, you've got to ride pillion. <laughs> or maybe the, the old guys fight over it just before they jump on top of it. Oh, I'm driving this time. No, you drove down here. I'm driving back. And I would say once you're getting into more than a one-person vehicle, you go for the golf cart. Or they make some pretty manly-looking golf carts now, too. Like If you look at um, sporting events, the athletic trainers and all, sometimes they have the ones that look like little Jeeps. Yeah. Right, that's basically where you're at. A golf cart would be a lot better, but our pavements aren't as wide as, I'm assuming, mm. not as wide as the ones you have around your your stomping ground. So, Well, there's still, like, a golf cart path is pretty narrow. Mm. You know, only about two, maybe two body widths across. Well, yeah, I think we're only, there's market for it. we're only maybe weeks from ha- actually having a... a a race meeting of old people turning up on these mobility scooters and racing around maybe Silverstone or Indianapolis. The Indianapolis 500 on mobility scooters, how <laughs> cool would that be? Gentlemen, start your batteries. <laughs> anyway, yes. How are you after I'm my good. extravaganza on pitches? I'm pretty good. I uh, had a little bit of trouble today with... With Twitter, actually, I was trying to figure out. You know, you get um, you get messages from people, and you'd like to share them with other people. And I always have a hard time kind of rationalizing, like, okay, well, this cool thing came from uh, someone most of my followers already follow. Mm-hmm. For example, let's say you got something from um, let's say you got something from Rich from Simply Syndicated. So, a lot of the people who follow me also follow Rich. So I would be a little reluctant to kind of reshare that because I feel like a lot of them already saw it. Yeah. And then when you want to share something, there's all different ways to do it. People do retweeting. People say they give the link and then they say via somebody. And uh, it turns out there's a whole bunch of other ways to do it and other there's etiquette to it and all. And so I thought it'd be kind of a an interesting discussion for us to talk about. Number one, some of those things, some of the things that people say are taboos. Just kind of see if, if you view things sort of the same way I do also. Okay. You know that uh, that via that comes mm-hmm. up where, and then you get the at name? Yeah. Normally that comes up on, that's a basic setting on an iPhone. So if I retweet something, say from you or from someone else, then it will come up with that at the oh, end wow. of the message. So that's always box standing on there, unless you delete it out yourself. Okay, because I sometimes, I put that in sometimes that rather than retweeting yeah and i have to say too sometimes it's hardly like i'm i'm uh insecure about it but like there are certain people i follow certain bits of of good information and funny stuff and all that i'm not a very funny person on my own so i like to i like to have those sources that it gives me something to share because like i said if everybody followed them then you know they see it direct from the source. Yeah, and they would. So I, I kind of like the fact that I'm one of the few people I know who follow that source. Uh-huh. And I just try to always give credit for like, you know, here's this thing oh, from the Paul Goebel show, or here's this thing from Mike Frankel, or or whatever the source is. But that's uh, that's probably 
is more insecure than I'm giving credit. I probably should just be sitting there and saying, hey, everybody, you should follow Mike Frankel. He's got a bunch of great links that he does. Yeah. But then I don't do that whole follow Friday thing. No, nor do I. I don't tend to. I think if you get into the trap of doing that, then you're going to be doing it all the time. And then people are going to be wondering, oh, why aren't they doing me? Because there's a couple of people who I follow and I think you follow as well. And you get the retweet. Uh, sorry, you get the follow Fridays all the time. I ain't got a problem with them at all. No, it doesn't bother me. But I do sometimes. I'm excited when I'm a follow Friday nominee. Yeah, <laughs> nominee. I'm left out. <laughs> like there's some people, they'll go through their whole list. And there's this one girl, Adriana, who who I follow, who she'll follow Friday like five or six people. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, I made the list. Yes, I'm on the list this week. Especially if she and I talk a lot during the week, mm-hmm. then I tend to make the list. And then there's sometimes it'll be like, I didn't make the list. Is she mad? Is she not following? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know a lot of people do that. And I, I actually kind of like that. Because it it takes away another kind of creepy feeling kind of thing. It used to be with Twitter that when you signed up, you could see everybody's tweets. When you follow someone, you could see all their tweets. Or you could just see the ads to people you follow. Or you could just see the ones that were to the public. If they put a little at symbol at the beginning, there were some filter features. And Twitter changed that about six months ago, I guess, to where... Like when I when I reply to someone with a little at symbol, you only see it if you're following that person. Yeah, which is fair enough. Yeah, but it, it does it makes people seem quiet or it makes you seem quiet sometimes even like like I might tweet eight times and you might not see any of them because you just don't happen to see those people. Which yeah. I understand sometimes that leads to like a, a flood of your page that you don't really want to be aware of. But at the same time, there were there's people I follow and I, I've come to kind of be, they're kind of my favorite people, some of them, mm. that I only know because they were a friend of a friend. So now for that to happen, you kind of have to like go a step further. You have to actually look at your friend's profile page. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. I'm sure there's there's people that you respond to that I don't. And so I don't see those. But for me to know you were talking to Max, other than you telling me, it would have to be that I'd go to twitter.com slash Elton McManus and see... Yeah, see what I've written. See your page, your profile page. Yeah. And there's something about that extra step that just, you know, I feel like... Ooh, I, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> like I'm looking well, at something I shouldn't be looking at. You're checking up, aren't you? Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. But, yeah, of course. And then at the same time, sometimes I wonder, like, wait, how does this person know that person? Do they, do they know them from me? Did I do something? Did I say something? And it's weird because you don't know the, a lot of the people in real life. Yeah. The, the connections. There's, there's people I followed that I didn't realize were simply syndicated people. And just coincidentally, they turned out to be like, oh, I, I met you from this page over here. But wow, you're you're also here too. Yeah. <laughs> How many people that you follow have you actually met in real life? Because I think it's probably for me – about three, possibly. You mean more than just like you and I talking to each other, like that I've actually seen in person? Yeah, you've actually had the chance to pinch them or poke them or say hello to them face to face. How many have you actually seen? There are three. My my uncle and uh, two friends of mine, and none of them. If you look at their pages, mm. one's completely blank. One's completely blank. And the third one tried it, I think in April, she tried to do it. And she's like, this is awful. I'm going back on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Like, she couldn't figure it out. So those three people have a combined total of one tweet between them all. Well, Everyone else is virtual. Yeah, I think there's three or maybe four people that I've actually met. There's two old school friends. I've got a cousin on there. And I've got a friend in the village, family friend mm-hmm. in the village, which is fine. I... Get along with everyone on there. That's not a problem. But it's just a a tiny bit weird when they can't... When Well, some people have dropped off because they haven't got the followers to make it worthwhile them following other people and it all dries up. You, you need at least 30 people 
or maybe 20 just to get on there, don't you? Mm-hmm. You can't go on there dry and type something like, I'm eating sausages, and then no one sees that, and no one follows you. And I use this to get the podcasts out there as well and to interact with other people doing podcasts and other people around the Simply Syndicated forums and stuff like that. And that's basically what I do it for. I, I know some people find me annoying. Okay. <laughs> I ain't got a problem in that. If you find me that annoying, then you know, unfollow me. I'm not going to cry or anything. But I, th- I, do peop- I do think that people have trouble when they don't have people to follow or vice versa. Yeah, I could see that. And now our friend Mary, um, the lottery ticket, I remember she came on to Twitter kind of, I guess it was early summer or in the spring, right around toward the end of the season of Lost. Yeah. And uh, her initial group of followers was basically you, me, and a handful of people from Dharma Dummies and Jay and Jack. And, um, you know, those, at least there was Lost as a, a common thread. And I remember her being pretty proactive about, you know, looking looking for local people, looking for other people who liked Lost. Yeah. And uh, I, I I know it's really grown. She seems to really like it. I've talked to her quite a bit on it. And she's, uh, she's found a, a group of people. I think it might be up to the 60s or 70s even by now, um, which I think is a good number. You get to be the, the 300s, 400s. I don't know how it could be. It could be anything really helpful because I already feel like I miss a lot of stuff. Because I'm not on, I'm on Twitter. I'm on the computer all the time for work, and so I always kind of have it on in the background. But just with the time zone differences, I wake up in the morning and and come on the computer and I, I scroll back, hoping I didn't miss stuff. But I still miss bits and conversations of things that even replies to me that that I I wish I had been able to re- to respond to quicker. Yeah, for me, Twitter is all, all the things it is for you. We talked about the podcasts and. It's a chance to kind of um, talk to other people with common interests, whether it's the Simply Syndicated folks or the Lost folks and all. Mm-hmm. But I also, because of, of how I work, because I'm at the computer all the time and I'm I'm not in an office, that's kind of my talking to the person in the other cubicle, going and taking a break yeah, and, and just small talk. Did you catch this show? Did you like this? That That's really my my other use of it. You know, it's... There's a, a couple people on the other part of America, other side of the coast, other side of the country that I I have those kind of quick conversations with about yeah. their ride to work or what our kids are doing. And other than that, just a little bit of news. I tried subscribing to a couple of different people. You know, I wouldn't do like CNN or things like that, but there's one or two kind of funny news sites, one or two sites related to my favorite sports teams. Yeah. But over time... I find I have to thin it out every once in a while. It just gets to be redundant or too much. Yeah. I have to admit, even though if you do find me annoying and you know, I'm quite happy for you to uh, unfollow me, I think someone unfollowed me the other day. And I, well, whoa, hang on. My account has gone down by one. And I think I went down <laughs> uh-huh. to 192. And I was, I was really like, okay, who is it? Who is it? What, what's going on? What have I done? What have I said? And I went through my treats and I haven't said anything bad here. And then I had to realize that, it's all make believe, and I've never met these people. Blah 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 blah, and it's all all frilly and fun from now on. And I, I don't know why I take it so personally. I take a lot of things personally, and I shouldn't really take things personally. Like if I stick something out on there that I consider worthy of reply, and no one replies to it, mm-hmm. I get a bit hello, hello, I'm here. I just did this. Why aren't you talking to me? I've just spoke about that and then two minutes later someone else said something about it and then they get a deluge of the same people that are following me <laughs> like, well hang on hang on just one minute i'm the person who said that how about me for a change and i shouldn't take it personally but i do i don't know why no i know what you mean because it it i think it has like a whether it's meant to be a judgment it has the same look as being judged and ignored or favorited or not favorited or, you know, even though it can totally innocently have that same effect. And the very nature of, of Twitter that if you're reading 
reaching backwards, you see things in reverse order. Yeah. So think of how many times you look back and you see someone and you, you want to respond to it. And I, I do, I'll respond to that and then page farther down and realize, oh, wait, <laughs> that was the tail end of the conversation. Yeah. It's already been gone through in two or three pages before that. So that, that could be part of it. Yeah, that I find that annoying. But I, I do a lot of my tweeting from my iPhone. So mm-hmm. everything's, I have to scroll up so it all works in order. So that's not too bad. Oh, that's good. It works the correct way it should do instead of, you know, you open your main page and you have to work your way down. I don't have anything in this tweet deck or anything like that on on my computer. I find them too annoying. Yeah, I just use the basic Twitter feature. And I do the same thing you do with the following accounts. I'm aware of it kind of moving up and down. I'm pretty good at getting rid of the ones that are clearly just spam. You know, even even if they're not blatantly spam, when they have 700 people they're following, two people following back, and three or four tweets about... Uh, it, there's no pattern to it and the reason they should be following me i can pretty much tell that they're they're junk so yeah you know i might have i think i have 181 followers right now so that might go to 179 180 176 and it's i think that's generally twitter identifying a few that i missed and punting them out yeah um, but See- i do i print out or i used to print out when it used to be like 80 or 90 the list of followers i had just because it was hard. It's hard to keep track, and you can't get a nice, clean list on the basic Twitter thing. And then I would go through and compare, like, well, wait a minute, this one's gone, this one's gone, this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did I do? Why did I send them away? What's going on? My world's collapsing. It's very strange. Do you block the junk followers, or do you just kind of not follow them in return? I block a lot of the junk, especially Britney porn. Mm-hmm. How many times? Ty- I've never actually seen anyone turn around and say, wait, I've found some great Britney porn. Not that I would <laughs> go on to it, but I'm sure if it was out there, it would have been tweeted by someone in the following that I know. And it hasn't. It's just Britney's pornographic sites keep following me for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember anything in the local n- newspapers or the... Sky News or anything like that about, oh, a video has been found, and guess what? Britney Spears is getting her rocks off. Nothing like that at all. And I, I can can you please, I'm begging Twitter, please, just stop it. Please. I don't want Britney porn anymore. I'd, I'd go search out if I wanted it, and I'm not going to go search out, thank you very much. That's my head in. <laughs> ah! I think that they just follow the public feed. It's funny too when you like I tweeted something once about softball and I had like three softball related following things or I mentioned my son's lacrosse game and I had like a lacrosse company following me instantly. It, it actually does make me hesitate sometimes to put certain words down because I know it's going to get, ooh, there'll be a reaction to this and a reaction to this. Yeah, yeah. If you put any keywords down, I'm sure if you put Coca-Cola or Pepsi or anything like that down then. Two minutes later, you'll have a follow from that. I've had that from before. I've, I've put Norwich down, and people in Norwich have followed me. And Okay, fine. You can follow me if you want. I'm not going to follow back, but that's cool. Now, do you favorite tweets? Do you use that feature to bookmark anything? I have a couple, only for like news stories that I found, and a couple of news stories that I put on this have been found through that, but I know that the majority of the people that I follow don't follow that if you see what I mean. Right. Sometimes I'll, like, things for the show, I'll favorite so that I can find them later. Yeah. Or if they have links in them and all. Yeah. There's actually a website where you can see which tweets of yours are favorited and who they're favorited by. One second. Is it just a trailer for anyone? Um, This is a trailer for everyone. Anyone. For the universe. Yeah. So this is, yeah, just do a trailer. God, over to you, James. Trailer now. Trailer. First, there was silence. Then, there was light. Then, there was something going on with Gabagun, the periodic table. Finally, there was man. Wasn't the first there was a big noise before there was silence? Don't interrupt me in my dramatic opening. Anyway, finally, there was Ross. Then there was James. No, you're older than me. Don't 
it's a and then there was Creeping with Armstrong, which is our podcast. Listening to us roughly once a month, it is I, James. And me, Ross, who interrupts James when he's trying to um, have his big ego moment. That's pretty much the uh, the scale of it. We talk about anything and everything. Things have been going on in our lives, but most more than likely things which are geeky-based. Be it television, be it film, be it books, be it comics, be it music. Whatever we're in the mood to talk about. It's free, it's monthly, and we guarantee you total satisfaction, <laughs> baby. <laughs> So you can, you can pick that up on iTunes, just search for Creeper of Armstrong, look on the interweb, or, or internet, or the internet, uh, or follow us on Twitter, it's Revolting Ross, or Randall77. Okay. See you soon. See you soon. Or hear you soon. Yeah. No, you hear us soon. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so there's a website called favstar.fm. And it's kind of neat, but it's kind of creepy, too, that you can just see, like, ooh, someone thought that tweet was worth saving. So what it shows you is the tweet you made, and then how many people have favorited it, and then it actually has the avatar for that person. Really? Yep. Someone favorited that your dislike for Star Trek has ended. <laughs> That's brilliant. So, so I, see, I can online. keep tabs of people who have been favoriting my stuff. That's wicked. No, I favorite a lot of mine just because it gets lost. So, so like I have um, one thing here I favorited that Anna from Indiana had also favorited and it's um, Andrew Goldman, I think his name is, singing the various theme songs for Superman and Star Wars and such and he made up words to go along with it. Mm-hmm. So I put a link up but then I favorited it for myself instead of just bookmarking it in my browser. So both Anna and I have favorited my tweet. I'm getting really paranoid about what I've actually favorited now. I have two tweets here that have been favorited by the host of another of a, another podcast. A famous comedian <laughs> favorited my tweet where I wrote, Ugh, okay, and so in my effort to give a plug for Ron Babcock, I stupidly spelled his Twitter ID wrong. I should take the hint and go to bed. And he favorited that for some reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> One of mine. Here's one you favorited. How do people get little characters like the little music thing to show up in their tweets? That's so right. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's neat. And and the same time, it's kind of like, boy, out of all the things I put up there, a whole nine of them have been favorited. But it it feels good to know people are noticing it and caring about it and think it's kind of neat. Yeah. So there's only, say, like 10 on this page that people have favorited from me. Is that it? Is that how interesting I am? It may be... Or is it the top 10? And then that's it. I think it's the top 10. It says you have to sign in to see... You have to follow at Favstar and sign in for different pages to show. Ah. I have 129 friends, 179 followers. I've favorited 79 tweets. And if I follow Favstar and sign in, I will be able to find out how many favorites I've received and get more information. That's still pretty cool. That's interesting. So, uh, you know, before we move on to other things, there are all these guidelines and stuff online mm-hmm. for, like, rules for Twitter. So I thought it might be good to just kind of take a quick look. Number one, we kind of get them out there without naming names. Like, hey, you, this is technically impolite. But at the same time, I, I haven't gone through the list, but I'm sure that I've actually done quite a few of these things. I guarantee I've done 100 times worse than what's going to be on here. So I have here the top 10 rules of Twitter as compiled by Robert Scoble on his site, scobelizer.com. The post is actually from September 23rd, 2007. It may make some reference to some outdated things like features that are no longer there. But, you know, this is his guidelines for 10 rules, and he says he breaks them himself anyway. Yeah. Uh, He says never send more than 140 characters. You know, basically that's the limit for Twitter. Don't spread it over other tweets. Yeah, I've done that once in a while, but usually it's more by accident or because to chop it down makes it almost illegible. Yeah. You try to pick your words carefully and it gets to be like, I'm talking like a a first grader. Yeah. Be like movie. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what's surprising me about Twitter is that people don't use the text talk 
much, even though you're confined to 140 characters. No one really who I follow tends to use that uh, text talk, and thank God they don't use it because I don't understand it one bit. Because right. it, the, well, the text talk is a big thorn in my side. I can't stand it only because it doesn't shorten anything down. They tend to use if if you're talking about a mate, yeah, you put M eight. That's fine. I ain't got a problem with that. But a lot of people just tend to misspell stuff in a ooh, crazy <laughs> and cool way and you end up with more letters in the word than the actual word would would be and i've seen it tons of times and no, no why why are you doing that please don't do that that's silly but people yeah. keep doing it yeah I, I don't like when they use like when they fabricate words you know using a number eight instead of ate and things like that i'll use u for you or r for r or the number two instead of T-O sometimes, but I, even that, that just feels weird. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even use it in texts. I very rarely send texts anyway, but I I tend to stay away from the text talk because I can't stand it. And because I'd be there for twice as long actually writing my texts going, <laughs> Try, okay, trying to think how, it up. how can I make this sound really cool? I know, I'll put some Zs in there and an R and an S. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's my boys. And yeah, you know, please don't do that. I'm glad that no one that I follow does it anyway. So don't start it, guys, because I will kick your ass. <laughs> All right, Robert says number two: never tweet more than five times a day. Rubbish. He says Twitter is a message. You know, if you post more than that, you're you're pushing other people's messages off the screen, which I can understand that. Yeah, but well, I think he's probably having a go at people that use it as a a chat room. Yeah, this is um, three years ago, so Twitter in that state was was very different. We'll have to look at a more recent list in a few minutes. This Robert, he actually looks like Elton John, doesn't he? He does, yeah. <laughs> he says, never follow more than 300 people, because number one, it's tempting to answer the tweets from more than 300 people. Number two, which is actually rule four, you should only follow people who are your real friends. Which, again, I, this is starting to look pretty dated, this list. I mean, things are different now. Yeah. I'm going to find this Robert on Twitter, if you don't mind. <laughs> what oh, go are you going through this? His friend feed. Oh, at Scobalizer, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we should. Everyone who listens to this, just follow him and Ooh. then do the exact opposite in this list. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. I, dis- I disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number don't, five. No. Don't assume people are having the same experience you are. My experience with Twitter, I get 20 new tweets inbound every minute of the day. It's like a 24-7 chat room. But for you, most of you only follow 30 people. So it's more akin to instant messaging with just your friends. If you subscribe to a noisy jerk like me, you'll get overrun. So I think this is a dated list. So maybe we should kind of move on from here. I want, I want to follow him. <laughs> He's not a bad person. He's offering advice. No, I'm not going to go him. Bravo to the man. No, I encourage everyone to do the opposite of what he says. No, honestly, don't listen. He he looks like Elton John. It's true, and he's holding the camera. (laughs) You should ask him when he's going on concert. When are you going to be in (laughs) tour? I loved your concert last spring. How many followers? He's got ninety-seven thousand followers. Well, he's probably someone more famous than we realize. Twenty-five. Thousand tweets to his name. That is ridiculous. Well, he's been on this forever. He's probably a pioneer. Yeah, he'll probably sue my ass and then some if everyone starts doing that. (laughs) All right, moving on. This was not exactly the the best source here. Let's find another one then. What else have we got? I got another one here, which Michael Kwan tells us the top 10 rules of Twitter etiquette. Number one, avoid personal attacks at all times. That makes sense. Number two, keep the personal vendettas out of the public sphere. Mm, I've seen that a couple of times. When you're in a nice restaurant, it's inappropriate to get into a shouting match with a dinner companion. It's the same idea on Twitter. It's no different than interacting in any other public place. Number three, respect the opinions of others. Number four, do not tweet while intoxicated. (laughs) Number five, get out of the bar fight mentality. Don't pick a fight with Peacemaker. 
I, I've never seen any of that. I'm surprised yes. I haven't seen any of that. I think I've seen the personal attacks and the personal vendettas, but that's around about it. I've, there's been a couple of drunk tweets, but yes, not, not from me. But See, keep the private private. Direct messages are there for a reason. Number seven, don't flood the stream. Flooding the stream is tons of tweets over a short period of time. Now, I, I don't agree with that. If you if you're offline, say, if you're offline for a little while, say let's say six hours, you go to work, like I do, and I very rarely tweet during the day. And if I do, then it's about something I've seen or I've heard. And if I see three or four that are backed up, then I'm going to reply to them. It's tough. I think that's only fair. Yeah, but I think you catching up on the six, seven, or eight things that happened while you were offline, that's different. Some people, it's just like rapid fire, like boom, 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 and you end up, like your whole stream is either two people back and forth or one person just like over and over and over and over again. Yeah. It happens a lot of times during TV shows. Sometimes people give like play-by-play of a, of a show, and it's yeah. a lot of times it's it's multiple people doing it, but... Sometimes you get that one feed where someone is just going like, and now this happened, and now this happened, and oh, I hate that person, and <laughs> I hope this one wins, and it's tough. Yeah, yeah, that does happen and now and again. But that, that's half the journey of it, isn't it? That's yeah. what you're going to get stuck with, and I've been guilty. I, I did it during the Eurovision Song Contest, didn't I? Well, when you did it, I remember that being a lot of people, but I guess if someone only followed you out of that group, it would seem that way. Yeah. And I think once in a while is different. There's some people, it's like, it's a regular thing. Even if it was like every Thursday when Lost is on. Well, then you either unfollow them for that time. You can kind of plan around it. But sometimes it's just... Oh, I'll tell you what I did do, which was bad on my behalf. I think I was watching um, uh, Flash Forward. And obviously it's been played over at your... You've already seen the episode that I was just watching on Monday. And I tweeted something about it. And it wasn't meant to be a spoiler or anything. I was just... Okay. Just reacted. I I reacted to it, yeah, because it was the third episode and I was a little bit bored and it was a little bit tedious and I was like, okay, everything's blue in this episode and I think I'll put something towards the end. And if you haven't seen it, then fast forward 30 seconds. (laughs) But at the end of the third episode... Have you seen it, by the way, just in case? Yes. Yeah, okay. There's a big pillow of a building, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And I think I put on there, oh, look, a big mass erection. <laughs> and that was it. And it was meant more as a joke as, oh, look, there's an erection in the uh, desert. And I was hoping one or two people cotton on to that. But someone shouted out, spoilers, spoilers. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> well, I think you would only know that was a spoiler if you'd already seen it. Yeah, the way I, I did it, it wasn't an intentional, oh, by the way, at the end of this episode, there's a blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It wasn't like that. It was just a, a comment and, oh, look, I said the word erection. <laughs> and no one commented on it, but I got, oh, spoilers. And it, it annoys me when people spoil stuff like Lost, because Jay and Jack mm-hmm. ruined it for me at the end of last season. They turned around and said something about what happens at the end of the season. And I was like, hang on. Tweeted back yeah. to him saying, hang on, the UK hasn't seen this yet. Please shut your gobs. Yeah. And I didn't get anything back. I didn't expect to get anything back. <laughs> but I I don't like it when it's done. And I held my hands up and I deleted my tweet straight away. Oh, sorry. I don't like that. But it wasn't meant like that. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be taken that way. I think whoever felt it was a spoiler would have had to have already seen it anyway. Mm. And it kind of overly protectively drew attention to it as yeah. opposed to letting it just float by. Yeah. So if I do it again, yeah, call me up on it and I'll delete it and I'll, I'll humbly apologize. Oh, I'm sorry, but it, it was just a joke. All right. Well, the rest of this list is basically you know, keeping in mind it, eight, nine and 10 are apply the Bush test liberally. Make sure you don't put your foot in your mouth. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all is number nine. And remember that the web is forever. That's number 10. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these things are searchable, recorded, archived, even things. There's so many 
programs and tools like this one with the favorite tweets. You know, it not only links to things, it makes copies of things, it archives them, sorts them. So yeah. you just have to be careful, I guess. As far as uh, Twitter goes, if if you don't already know, you can follow Elton at Elton McManus, <laughs> and you can follow me at SHC1970. I don't think anyone's going to be following me anymore. They're going to be deleting me straight away. Well, you know, and I know there's various tools and people have, have various ideas of what to do. Some people protect their tweets. Some people, um, I guess, ignore or block people from time to time. Some people use it for all different kinds of things. Yeah. It's probably a good time to divulge my Twitter secret here. Uh, a long time ago, I had created a Twitter account as a, a social experiment of sorts. So I have, let me find it before I botch the name. Ah, all right. So I have 181 followers and I tweet pretty regularly. I think I have meaningful things to say. I have 181 followers, 3,500 tweets over the last year, year and a half. I created a long time ago, Psychic Nickel. Nikki, the Psychic Nickel. A nickel that can predict the future using psychic powers. My master flips me, and by coming up heads or tails, I pick the outcomes. So the first tweet was January 8th. Bowl Championship Series, I came up heads. Florida will beat Oklahoma. And I made a series of predictions. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten over the next three days. Mm-hmm. And like anything else, it fizzled out over time. I think out of those, maybe eight were wrong. <laughs> so I figured I didn't advertise it. I didn't tell anybody about it. Yeah. It just was there. I did three more in January. I did one in August, which was also wrong. So a total of 15 predictions of which about 10 or 11 have been wrong. This psychic nickel has 145 followers. Really? Yes. Wow. It, it's a fake, obviously. It's that, an interesting list of followers it has. That's opposed Almost to the real psychic and... nickel. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like, hey, this nickel's right like 90% of the time. So I, I had actually wanted to do a couple of things. I wanted to do um, two profiles with like, I wanted to do UK Pat and put like a, a female icon or avatar. Mm-hmm. And then like you u dot k dot pat and put like a male avatar yeah and see i would i would predict that the female avatar would get a lot more followers you know i wanted to try just different things i think if i was back in college you could have a whole lot of fun like just testing what happens yeah but this this blew my mind you know i I watched for a while it was like 15 16 followers and kind of random I figured people were searching for the names of the teams that I had made selections about and all. It has almost as many followers as I have. Wow. And they're totally different followers from that. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody until now, nobody knew it was me. I don't follow it. <laughs> so. <laughs> and they're probably all spam. I doubt there's, they're probably all like junky kind of things. And I, just a quick look shows me there are a lot of psychic and UFO and and things people probably going by a certain keyword but who's the most famous person that you follow on there because i try my best to stay away from all the radio djs that i listen to because they talk absolute balls on the radio and i the the probably the biggest person that i actually follow is a guy called ian lee who's a, a radio presenter over here and yeah he's got a cult following he's just changed to evenings He's also the guy who does the Lost Initiative on Sky One, and I've been following that, and that's how I actually got into podcasts, is by uh, listening to all that on Channel 4 and Sky One. And I tend to stay away from the big famous guys. And so he's probably the one that I follow, well, the the biggest guy I know the most. That and um, Richard Smith from Simply Syndicate and all the people from Simply Syndicate and Matt Lane. And other people he speaks to. I, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's if you go by follower counts. I mean, Jay and Jack probably are among the highest counts of the people I follow. There's a couple of. Yeah, but we follow them for the show, not for 
or do you follow their own? Because I know they got the show one, then they've got their yeah, personal no, live I, ones. Well, I follow their individual ones, but you're right; it is kind of redundant. Most most of the things are in the Jane Jack actual tweet. Mm. I I follow uh, this guy Paul Goebel. He does uh, a podcast, and he's the TV geek from a game show called Beat the Geeks. Okay, and there's a, a stand-up comedian, but these guys have like 200 people following them, so they're not nearly as famous. As far as people that are famous and I would actually expect to be able to send them a message and get a response back kind of socially or have them comment on something that I actually say. Yeah. There's a stand-up comedian who's done that a few times and that's probably it <laughs> as far as famous people go. Yeah. I've had no, I don't think I've really tweeted anyone famous. I've done it to the Ian, Ian Lee a couple of times, but had no response, but I don't expect to have any response. A lot of people do expect the response and get peed when a famous person doesn't tweet back. Yeah, and I don't want to be the person who sends things not expecting. I followed Will Wheaton at one point, or like early on yeah. in my youthful days, and he would post things, and I'd reply, and you know he wouldn't answer back. And so I realized pretty quickly he's not answering back. It would have to be the most original, most creative, most special, and the timing would have to be right and all. So I just stopped, not that I stopped trying, but I did. I stopped replying to them because they were only going to be seen by the people who followed me, who also followed him. Yeah. And that was just kind of like, who am I sending this to then? So who's someone you follow that you think most people probably don't that you would recommend? You have one or two? Oh, hang on. Right. I'll tell you what. The person, there's only a couple of people that I've actually laughed out loud or LOL onto. <laughs> <laughs> the person I uh, would suggest follow is Ian Lee, only because he's the only guy who's actually made me pierce my pants <laughs> when I've read a tweet. It's, it's very few and far between me actually bursting out loud at tweets. And he made me laugh, so yeah, follow Ian Lee. Although I think he's stopping it soon. <laughs> but <laughs> follow well, it anyway. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, dismiss that last uh, thing I just said. <laughs> follow him. So I would recommend, um, well, actually the comedian that I had mentioned before, his name is Ron Babcock. So it's just Ron Babcock, one word. He has uh, most of his tweets are links to his blog. It's either a photo or sometimes it's got some some funny little things. That probably not laugh out loud funny stuff in general, but a lot of things that they're they're short enough that it's it's a good read. It kind of makes you kind of smile or laugh at some of the things, but it's never like a, oh that was stupid. It's I'm not really explaining that very well. <laughs> I like to go and read it, so I would therefore <laughs> recommend it. And I recommend that over certain other ones because, like, there's there's another guy that um, he sends a ton of great links, but he's already got 9,000 followers. So I'm guessing that most people already know about him. Yeah. But this um, Ron Babcock has 314 followers. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's a normal guy. He's a normal guy who's kind of naturally funny. And as he comments on the things he does, you know, it's got that comedian kind of look to it and sound to it. And it's just, it's like having a funny friend. Okay. But the other one that I'll mention too is, uh, it's actually called weird news. It's links to crazy stories and things like that. And that was actually the other thing I wanted to talk about today. They sent a couple of things out, geez, probably a while ago about hello kitty. This is actually hello kitty's 35th birthday. So okay. happy birthday to Hello Kitty. Is that that Japanese thing? Yes. It's the little cat that um, Hello Kitty is a fictional character produced by the Japanese company Sanrio, designed by somebody I can't pronounce, no offense. And the first product with Hello Kitty on it was a vinyl coin purse produced in Japan in 1974. Hello Kitty is portrayed as a female white cat with a red bow and no mouth. All right. So what... Weird News did was they sent out a link of a variety of other Hello Kitty items. Yeah. And they specifically asked if anybody had seen any other crazy ones. 
So we'll put the link for this. It actually comes from weirdasiannews.com, but it, it's got a complicated set of backslashes and all. So you want to go to our site to see it. And what they have here are uh, the Hello Kitty gun, <laughs> the Hello Kitty computer antivirus program, Hello Kitty condoms, and condom holders. There's hang a Hello Kitty on, hang on. Tooth cap. <laughs> Let's back up on that a minute. <laughs> First off, Hello Kitty gun. Now, I can see a picture of a guy holding a pink and white gun with a Hello Kitty sign in the uh, the butt of the gun, really, isn't it? You think that's a custom job, not well manufactured? Uh, um, I don't know. I think that might be if you know, custom made. Yeah, possibly. What just spray painted, maybe? But if the police force were handed all of these Hello Kitty guns, how awesome would that be? But no one would stop, though, would they? If no. you was, if the police were running after the, like a felon. With these guns, it say hey, stop, stop down there, and they got these pink gun with Hello Kitty on it. They're they're just gonna turn around and say no, no, I don't think so. It's not gonna scare anyone, is it? Is is this just one guy with this? It it's awesome. I like it. I want it now. <laughs> well, the other stuff you actually can buy. I think that one might be just a custom made job. The condom holder is a bit distressing, though. It is. I wouldn't have much confidence in the antivirus program either. It looks a little too cutesy. Right. <laughs> the condoms look like lollipops. It's like a, a little Hello Kitty wrapped around a little circle. With a, I a thought stick. they were lollipops. Oh, well, you'd be licking that for ages, wouldn't you? <laughs> the tooth cap might be custom. Yeah, that's quite clever. Urinal target. Right. Which, if you don't check the link, it says, Hello Kitty says, mark your territory here, not the wall or the floor. And it points to the bottom of the urinal. Wow. Now, the toilet seats, I've seen things like that. You know, we our bathroom, kids' bathroom's done up with SpongeBob. We don't have a SpongeBob toilet seat, but... Yeah. I could see how people would do that. Hello Kitty toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> now, Hello Kitty sausages are next on the list. Oh, kind of cool. bizarre. They've got the edible ink, I guess, stamped on them. But You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Why, why would you want... It makes you think the sausages are made of cat. Ugh. Ugh. Hello Kitty ended up in a sausage. <laughs> Hello Kitty contact lenses. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah, they're freaky. <laughs> Hello Kitty bongs, which are probably homemade. <laughs> Yes, the bong but, bit comes out of a very inappropriate area yeah, of yeah. a cat. It's not, How about they, the they should Kitty? have made it into his tail, shouldn't they? Yeah. If it was the tail, you could get away with it, but it's not. It's the other end. It's the it's male. The other side. <laughs> Hello Kitty tampons. And it's not just the packaging. The, I'm just it's the pads themselves. <laughs> Uh, oh no! Have you gone down a little bit further? Just below yes, the temple. I have. Can I say, please? <laughs> what? Hello Kitty vibrators. Oh yes. Do you think it purrs or goes meow? <laughs> I don't know if it surprises anybody that the packaging for these are all in other languages. That's wicked. Is the Hello Kitty whip? To go with the vibrator. <laughs> Hello Kitty back spear. Pardon? A back spear? Oh, back spear. Sorry. Bex, I, I thought yeah, you said, sorry. Back spear. Sorry. I thought you said back spear. What the hell is a back spear? It's quite a few things. So there's the official Hello Kitty website, which sells normal things, clothes, you know, uh, pencils, kits, and stuffed animals, and sheets, and such. But then there's there's this other stuff. And there's another website, which we'll also put in the show notes, of it's called Hello Kitty Limited.blogspot.com. And it's just another compilation of some crazy things. Some of them are uh for sale, some aren't. Yeah, you mentioned about uh the police carrying pink Hello Kitty guns mm. and it another article that I had gotten from that weird news Twitter source. 
was that in Thailand, in the articles from uh, August 2007, the police force in Bangkok decided that policemen who did something wrong, whether it was showed up late for work, dropped litter on the sidewalk, any sort of little minor infraction, uh, would be ordered to wear an armband, pink armband with Hello Kitty on it. Simple warnings no longer work, says the acting chief of crime suppression in Bangkok, who instituted the new humiliation this week. This new twist is expected to make them feel guilt and shame and prevent them from repeating the offense, no matter how minor. Kitty is a cute icon for young girls. It's not something macho police officers want covering their biceps. My God. So then you had 10 of these armbands, and uh, they were going to issue them. As of the time of this article, none have been issued. There was an early experiment, though. And uh, so this guy who wants to institute this policy first started using plaid armbands for shame. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, the officers didn't feel shame. They actually took them home as souvenirs. And <laughs> nine of the ten have actually just been kept at home. So the police commanders decided to try again with a different strategy. And they agreed that Hello Kitty might be successful where the plaid armbands had failed. Well, he's obviously uh, working because no one's been issued with him. I guess so. The uh, chief's aide, a major one rat, says the chief is a believer in behavioral science and the broken window theory, which holds that small changes can have large effects. Yeah. Pink armbands for misdemeanors are a start. Stronger measures could be next for corruption, extrajudicial killings. Well, where would they <laughs> take it from there? Would it be the next step in a big Hello Kitty jumpsuit? You have to go in a full costume. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, things like that, though. When you have something that's like meant to be humiliation, sometimes the baddest of the bad are so immune to feelings of shame and remorse that they start to take it like a badge of honor. And what you can end up doing is turning this wholesome little image into, you know, something associated with the bad. Yeah, you could screw up Hello Kitty for the totally the wrong reasons couldn't yeah. you but i tell you where that's been applied um around here i don't know if you get them but we get asbos handed out in this uh country antisocial uh behavior orders mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be slapped on the kids that disrupt the, the public or cause problems in places don't move on loiter around right. you know silly misdemeanors and these kids are collecting them as like little badges of honor. Mm-hmm. And the more asbos they actually get issued with, then it's, you know, the, the greater the man you are. And it's just silly. And it's had totally the wrong effect on everything. Everyone wants to get these asbos now. So they cause more problems. Um, that's not the way to go. Right. No, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. It becomes like a, a contest to get the more you can, and it actually overloads the system sometimes. Mm. Like when they give detentions in school, like you see in the movies, the kid who's gotten detention every week for the next year. Yeah. And so, give me another one. Just give me another. Go ahead. I got nowhere to go. Give me another one. Make it triple. That works in, I think that sort of uh, deterrent works in very isolated pockets of people. There was, um, there's a football team over here called Leeds United, and. Mm-hmm. I think a couple of years ago, they used to have the worst trainer badge of honour, basically. And all these superstar footballers would turn up in their Mercedes and Ferraris and Lamborghinis and Porsches and whatever. And the worst trainer that week would have to turn up in a Morris Minor. No, sorry. The worst trainer that week would have to turn up in a Reliant Robin. Now, have you seen ever seen a Reliant Robin? Mm-mm. It's a three-wheeled car. Okay, I've seen that. You ever seen Only Fools and Horses? Mm-hmm. It's basically that van that they drive around in. <laughs> and so you'd have the worst trainer, and all the players would have to vote on who actually got the car. And they had to give it out each week. And it just increased people's training ability. You know, they don't want to be driving around in you know, this three-wheeled banger when they could yeah. be driving around in a, a Porsche 911 or whatever like that. So... It encouraged people to train harder, and it seemed to work for a little while. But now, obviously, they're in like League Two or Three, so it, it didn't last for long. I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> That's an example of the kind of thing you can get if you follow the right people on Twitter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, that came from Weird News, all one word. 
So can we find a moral in all that of what we've talked about today? How about the Hello Kitty quote here? Mark your territory here, not the wall or the floor. Yeah, that's good. That's good for me. It's a shame that women won't actually get to see this, though. These urinals. Well, they get to sit on Hello Kitty as opposed to aim at Hello Kitty. And that's a great place to end it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, Send all the feedback to bombastpodcast at googlemail.com. Uh, unfollow me at Twitter at Ultimate Manus or, or unfollow me at, Scott <laughs> at SHC1970. Go ahead and check out all the links. Yes, check out all the links and we'll see you on the internet, so I suppose. Yes, if you want to follow us. Oh, we can't say that because someone else says that. The Dharma W say that, so we can't say that. So, um, um, I'm scratching now. Uh, we'll see you soon. be thinking of you. Yeah, we'll be thinking of you. We'll be thinking of you. You better be thinking of us. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. All right, bye. See ya.